Hello and thank you for listening to Pod on the Dog. I'm your host, Verity Hardcastle, and you can find me on Instagram at Verity Hardcastle. You might be out walking your dog, in the car, or pottering around at home, but whatever you're doing today, thank you so much for tuning in. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Butternut Box, a brand I love for many reasons. Butternut Box is freshly cooked dog food delivery service that delivers it straight to your door and it just takes into consideration all of your dog's dietary needs. Butternut Box genuinely care about dogs and they believe that good enough for the dog, it just, it's not good enough. Dogs deserve better. The meals are comprised of quality meat, veg, lentils, vitamins and minerals and they don't contain any grain, wheat, gluten, corn, soya or sugar, all of which have been known to cause intolerances in dogs. If you'd like to try Butternut Box for your dog, you can get 50% off your first two boxes with the link buttonupbox.com forward slash Verity Hardcastle. Now for today's episode, this is one of the first people that I met in the grooming industry. She's my guest today. She was my first grooming trainer, a lady who got me through my intro sitting gills exam, literally plonked me in the grooming competition ring and saw me on my way as I forged my own path in the industry. Trainer to many of the well-known groomers that you will hear about today. She's had a really long and successful career. This groomer is all about hand scissoring, technique and routine. When she isn't brushing a Bichon, she's busy being a mum. And I'm really looking forward to having a great catch-up with her today. It's Zoe Duffy. Hi, Zoe. Hi. Hi, Verity. <laughs> Lovely to be with you. Oh, it's so nice to talk to you. We haven't seen each other in quite a long time, have we? Because of... No, no, no. Just like, a, like I said, flit, flits on WhatsApps and videos and things, but that's about it, isn't it? Yeah, fellow Northern last chin wag for a while. No, we haven't though. And you're actually as the as the crow flies not too far away from me, are you? No, no, we're not just over over the hills, over the Mars. Yeah, that's right. Now let's dive straight and tell me about your journey. Like how did this career start for you? Oh, well, this is the thing, isn't it? It's like like you say, you said I've been in it a long time, and it's like, oh my god, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you started when you were a baby. Know, that's that's why. Baby. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, orig- originally, um, I have always loved animals. Animals were my thing. You know, my, my uncle and auntie had the Lakelands, so that's that's how I really got in, and the horses. And actually, at 13, when you do your work experience from school, they actually put me in Look North. And do you know, I'd never even heard of dog grooming. Never, never like, what what is it? No, with my uncle doing his dogs, it's just like people did their own. <laughs> what is this thing? Um, yes, yeah, so I did two, two weeks at Look North from like, 13, 14 year old we were and um, probably from from then I well I already had a Saturday job as a, in a pet shop and um, after the sort of um, weeks the, the two weeks I ended up getting a Saturday job as well so it was good oh but actually actually though um, Joanne she dug out an, an old letter that we wrote after the work experience oh really and it actually says thank you very much I'd actually really love this thing but I really don't think I'll take dog grooming as a career oh, God. <laughs> oh gosh that's so funny yeah I remember when I, I first said to somebody that I was going to do the course with you and I was going to pursue dog grooming as a career they were like oh you know oh well you'll have fun but you <laughs> yeah. can't really make it a career mm-hmm. and you totally can yep yep like I say like it's from like I say going from like 13 year old to doing Saturday jobs to then literally pleading diana to give me a job mm. <laughs> and she actually said no 
She did him. She did. She did. She said, no, she said, I have to do my school first. And that. So I, so I actually said to her, I said, well, if you don't give me a job, I'm going to go work in a bank because I'm leaving <laughs> school. And, and then she did. Said, and then she did. She said, I have to go get my maths and English at night school, though, which I think lasted all of about four months. <laughs> and then, like, like I said, the rest of the history from there. And I just, been, like I say, I, I'm so lucky to have started where I started. Yeah. Um, no, like I say, with Diane North and, and, and Duane Angus, you know, the, yeah. the foundations I received is just beyond, um, like a lot. And like I said, pushed me into the teaching side and mm. competing, like I competed at, how old was I? About, about 16 years and 18 um, I, I saw the photos because I think you shared them not so long ago, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. I did. Uh, I did my new Facebook page for the sort of business side of it, and I said then, yeah, we're just over sixteen, and I got junior groom of the year with a snouter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I always remember him. No, like, and and, yeah. and Joe, Joe was there yeah. as well, wasn't she? Yeah, Joe won. Yeah, so so I've had a I've had a fantastic start. Now scissoring technique. I get asked this a lot, and I'm sure you do, about trying to help people improve their finish. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice that you can offer up? Obviously, we've only got the beauty of audio, so over audio. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Um, like, like you say, I think it's it's too easy to, because of the, the products and the, the equipment that are around nowadays, um, we can become quite lazy groomers, can't we? No, let's just grab the comb attachment and just clip off and things like that well no it, laser groom is the wrong no it's the wrong word that it's just quick and it's a bit easier. yeah efficient um, yeah. and I do think the art of scissoring is a bit of a dying um sort of practice as well in in mm -hmm. training training schools um, I always start the, the they learn to scissor first before they, they're allowed to do comb attachments okay <laughs> well, what happens if all the electric goes like it did do the other yeah yeah things it's like at least you can scissor something no, I think, you know, the art of scissoring, the right technique, um, because we're using these hands a lot now. So you've got your tendonitis, your repetitive strain, carpal tunnel, all that. And if you're too tense in your hands or moving too quickly or you know, things too heavy, it just put, you're just working them tendons far too much. Mm. So you need to sort of just, just spend time to, to learn the art, really and be shown how to do it anyway so actually mm. this weekend um there's well I actually went over to to try them and have a look and I've actually she's given me one to take away to try um and it's from is it Katie Rock Dowling that's that's designed them from mm. center stage these little thumb grips and they're, they're they're not like the normal thumb grips in scissors they like stop the thumb going through and they're absolutely fabulous and I think, oh, actually, I'm going to try that with my students because it will stop that thumb going through. Yeah. Then doesn't put that pressure on. So I think that'll make it a lot, a lot easier. So I'm, yeah, I'm fancying them. So anything to aid scissoring. That's the, the, the right sort of scissors. Um, just because a scissor's two hundred pound, don't mean it's the scissor for you. Mm. A fifty, sixty quid scissor might be right for you. Okay, and it's like, I know it's hard for people as well. It's like, oh, I'll buy some of them scissors because I saw them use it on a seminar. Mm -hmm. No, I'll get them and then I'll be able to scissor like you. And it's like, no, you, you can't. It's, it's scissors yeah. are very personal. As individual as our handwriting, I suppose. Yeah. I've, I've always sort of said that. It's good for people to understand the different scissors and their jobs, though. Yes. You know, oh, yes. Yeah. but, uh, and what I do see a lot, and I don't know what's your take on this, because... Obviously, I don't really use chunkers at all. 
we were never really, we weren't taught to use chunkers. And I just, all I see is people doing about three or four snips to every one snip that you would do with the straights. And I also look at the people using them, uh, all these different types of chunkers and everything and thinking, surely that's a recipe for you know ligament damage and all you know carpal tunnel all these issues yeah totally agree virtually i've I've got a really big thing about sort of the chunkers on certain types of coats Mm. um and things like you say you're saying two or three movements on a a scissor but when you see people using chunkers as a judge as well you're seeing more like 20 movements to two scissor movements and it's like how much pressure you're putting on your hands Mm. is a lot more um, and that's why I think if people could learn to use, go back again to the old fashioned way, if you like, of the straight scissor and get the glide and the, the smoothness to it, then you won't, you don't need these chunkers. I think I've used them when they first came out. I think I remember winning them. I think it were, I think Simpsons had them right at the very, very beginning, but they were mm-hmm. huge. I think they were about 10 inches long or something like that. Yeah. And I won them and I, and I, I did, I did a bit on an old English sheepdog with them. And I thought, oh, they're all right, but God using them later on it my hands were killing me yeah I think they're quite nice for like you're saying like old English sheepdog I, yeah, I have used I have used yeah a pair before on a cockapoo's head you know that's got quite a droppy head yeah where I'm trying to add a bit of texture to the tops of the head mm. I've sort of used them for yeah. that but but See, a lot of people will use them for a full body yeah, scissor I'm, now won't they oh uh, yeah I, I will do I'd probably say they're coming away from th- the chunkers now and doing more the um the blenders mm. they're a, they're a nicer one a bit they're a bit softer I, use, I do use them a lot for texturizing heads yeah and, yeah yeah I like the blender yeah. ones and, uh, they're brilliant um and so but then there's these new fluffers um they're not too bad I'm getting getting into them a little bit I don't mind them so they're a hybrid nice. right between a chunker and a blender yes. is that right yeah. yeah so a bit of a hybrid so I actually prefer they're a bit softer uh, but I still wouldn't use them on my woolly woolly coats um, I just find it shatters the ends of the hair and things. So I do prefer a straight a straight scissor on them. And a lot of those breeds that we're talking about with that wool coat, they need, we're not looking for natural finish, are we? No, no we want, nice we want a crisp, yeah, yeah, crisp outline. So yeah, no. put down the chunkers. <laughs> I know, put down your chunkers, please, please. <laughs> I remember as well when I was training, you gave us an exercise to do where we laid our hands on our laps so that we weren't able to open and close our hands so put our hand upside down on our lap then hold the scissor and then just move my thumb just my thumb up and down up and down up and down build build that muscle in your your thumb yeah Yeah. I always still still say to them that put hand in hand in hand while you're watching tv with your scissors just move that thumb move that thumb and build build it up and not have to have tea with the queen with your little finger stuck out as well Uh, (laughs) yeah that's a good one yeah (laughs) but no I think like you say scissors scissors and 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 that are very unique to to you as well just because you use some doesn't like I I very much like a Japanese type scissor and Joanne seems like sort of the American sort of style but but as well I've I just can't have a heavy scissor anymore. I'm, no, I can't I'm either, though. Yeah. And long, I can't do with long scissors either. Seven, seven and a half tops for me now. Mm. Because, again, I find that... It's the pressure hard. of yeah, closing pressure. it, probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, But that's, yeah. that's like, again, 30-odd years of scissoring, isn't it? We know that, actually, obviously, the silhouette that you create on a dog is more important than the beautiful finish that we're talking about. Mm. 
So what's helped you hone your eye into seeing this silhouette that you're wanting? Because it's not always easy to see balance at first. I know I really struggled, you know, seeing this. I think this is one a hard thing for new groomers to see um, because as well, we do see a lot of crossbreeds now. They assume like just crossbreeds are crossbreed, but it's understanding that structure of the dog. Um, you know, and I think you should, they should go to breed shows, you know, mm-hmm. sit at the side of the ring, see how the dog moves. And that, and at least you're seeing a, a, spec, a, a good specimen, if you like, and it gets in your head of, of something and just, and then you can transfer it then onto your crossbreeds. Now, where is the shoulder? Where's the point of shoulder? Where's mm. the angles of your hocks and tuck-ups and, and all that? You, you must know the parts of the dog to be able to trim round it. Yeah. Um, and understand that, that structure. All dogs, whether it's a tiny little thing up to a great big giant thing, are all built the same. Mm. So, yeah. It, yeah, just understanding that silhouette. I think the... I think as well with with grooming in this, I always say you either have a natural eye for shape and style or you have a scissor finish. It's very rare you have them both together. Okay, so I always say I always have quite a natural eye for shape, but I've over the years I've had to really work on my scissor finish. I'm not a natural scissor finisher Mm. where somebody else would be quite natural, but doesn't seem to have the shape as much. Okay, so and I think it's harder to learn shape than it is to practice neatness yeah apparently so yeah I think I think so I think I was probably um the opposite to you I think I found the scissor finish yeah came quite naturally to me Mm. I probably had a natural aptitude to being able to create a neat finish yeah and then it was something that I really had to work at to understand yeah yeah shape balance it's rare that you have both Rare that you have both. You have to work at one or the other. Yeah, yeah. And it was going to breed shows and things and talking to people and, you know, getting to know people and you find out why they trim in that way. You know, their dog's slightly longer in the back than they should be. So they give the illusion of making it look shorter by bringing those front legs underneath the dog a little bit more and all these little tricks that you pick up and it's just like, oh, and you'll look at the dog a bit differently. You'll feel the dog and you'll be like, oh yeah, of course, like I yeah. see that. Yeah, and like I say, it's, it's not just about trimming them, them pure breeds, is it? It's, yes, okay, you go to the dog shows to look at the pure breeds and you know, speak to you know, breed specialists and things, but that transfers onto onto your crossbreed no feel it what does it look like what's it structured no can I enhance something that's really Mm. good or no bring it in and make like I said make the bodies look long um, shorter and things so yeah Mm. it it, it works like I said just get get out to them dog shows yeah yeah and uh, with all that hair we can hide a multitude of sins oh god yes (laughs) monkey front legs on the lather very yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) now quick bichon coat maintenance for people Mm -hmm. For keeping that quality white coat, what's your advice? Do you oh. weekly bath? Do you wrap the hair? Obviously, and what are your favourite products? It's, it's difficult now, because like I say, when I when I was sort of in with the Bichon so much, the, again, there weren't the products <laughs> there is now. And mm. um, I think a really good quality um, shampoo is a must. You know, you, you've got to have that good quality shampoo. Um, I personally use the Requals. Um I know a lot of Bichon people like the Melon Newman range, which I think they work very much similar. It's like mm-hmm. cake mixtures, bit of this, bit of that to enhance coats. Um, I don't like all the conditioning Bichons. I find it it weights the coat an awful lot. So um, I prefer to use more of a, um, a conditioning spray as a blow dry rather than use conditioner. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, find, I find that works 
goes bed. And as well, it just keeps the coat a bit crisper and stands a little bit as well. But but yeah, um, I think for showing, you need you need to be definitely weekly, if not every couple of <laughs> every few days, really. But, oh, but no, we, weekly, oh, definitely. Yeah. Be something white. <laughs> they attack them up. They prefer to jump in the muddiest puddles and things. So yeah, yeah. I know with the people struggle with the staining as well, don't they? Oh, but that's just yeah. a one, not a one shoe fits all scenario, not, is it? This is like say when you get customers coming in about the stain, it, it, they've mm. got to do it at home as well. You, you oh can. yeah one fix um i think like say i know people say bottled water helps and mm. um, things like that um, i think I what they're like eating is important isn't it yeah oh the diet is very much um as well yeah i think there's a lot of additives in the food that that sends it um but i don't like trimming too much in the corners okay because um, i find that the more you sort of overly trim then the tears run lower and that's right. all yeah, i just yeah, like yeah. to keep a little bit of hair for it to catch you know, yeah. so, so you can wipe it a little bit easier yeah, and Lucilin's apparently meant to be fabulous. Like oh, they do is, an yeah, eye drop. Yeah. yeah. No, I like an an, an drop, actually. Yeah, they do an antimicrobial and antibacterial eye drop, which is yeah. apparently so safe that you could use it on small birds. Right. Um, oh, I haven't heard that one. That's yeah, and apparently that's really good because obviously it's it's the tears that's the tears that are in their eyes that's causing the staining, yeah, the bacteria, the, the bacteria yeah. in the tears. So lucillin obviously neutralizes the bacteria that's in the tears. So if you clean, yeah, cleanse them, yeah, put the eye yeah. drops in. Yeah, yeah, years ago there was there was something on the market, but they ended up pulling it. It, it worked as well, but the like, yeah, I think it was because it had an antibiotic in it. That's yeah, why there was something in it. That yeah. Was, so if lucillin can do something along that line, mm. that'd be fabulous. I wouldn't mind giving that a go, actually. Yeah, yeah, happen, yeah. So. Give it. I've heard yeah. it's very good. Um, but uh, the, I think it was Angel Eyes was the one that got pulled off the market that was meant yes, to be really yeah, good. That's it, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it was basically giving them a small antibiotic, which obviously is going to cause yeah, some yeah. antibiotic re resistance, isn't it? Yeah, if they have a problem time. in the, yeah. the long run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, so. yeah. So if you're having a bad day, how do you snap out of it? How do you cheer yourself up? Like, what basically makes you happy? Oh, like I say, I'm, I'm really lucky we're working, like, say, if I've got a bad day teaching or anything like that. I can I can always talk to Joanne upstairs mm. and Alison up in the office and stuff, so I can sound it out with them and things, which is brilliant. Um, but I think, like I say, I'm lucky. I, I try and switch off. Mm. Um, I don't live for grooming really as much as I used to do. Yeah. But I come home, it's family. Um, mm. Come home, switch off. Grooming's done. Um, I know it's a little bit difficult when you've got a lot of the social media um, and that on there, but you try you try to sort of come stay away from that a little bit and yeah. I've come off a lot of the grooming groups and that that stresses you out quite a bit <laughs> yeah yeah um, I think I'm there but no I, th I think no the family I do a lot with with Cody now is, is rugby and and that sort of thing so it's lovely to see see them so that's why on the weekends now the priority is going to watch him play rugby that's amazing <laughs> yeah now my last question what are your proudest moments now I know you've had many so <laughs> but what are your standout proudest moments yeah I think like say when you sent me this one you're like oh my god what is the biggest I know I know right I think I, th I don't think I can, I can be you know the first time I won group of the year that mm. that were like that were amazing sort of thing but I think the, the, the most proud I think is the LCGI when I received the cap and gown mm. um I think mum and dad been there you know, yeah sort of see me get because especially at school when you're not academic it's like oh you'll never make it no you'll never make it on the things so to go ha I have got my cap and gown though yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah, and like I said, seeing 
seeing sort of the students come through and making big careers. That's, yeah. 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 Well, that's oh, that's nice. Nice. So now we're at the end of the episode. I'm just going to finish off by asking you my quick fire questions. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite place to walk? Oh, I have a more walk up on the tops over what we call Oakwa. Um, mm. It's fabulous. They can see for miles and miles and miles. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. I love a more walk as well. Yeah, yeah. Very lucky over here. So. Yeah, we are lucky, aren't we? We are. I, probably, I did one the other day and um, it's dogs on the lead at this time of year, isn't it? Because of the grouse and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think as have come off, we had a sign up, but it's come off now. So, yeah, I just love seeing Zuri run, run on that more. It's, it's so nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Number of dogs under your roof? Oh, just the two now. Just the two. The big, the big um, Rhodesian Ridgeback, Zuri. She's just over 18 months. And then oh. obviously a lot of people have probably met him. The little, um, my little Pouchon, um, mm-hmm. Cole. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's my little baby. Well, she thinks she's the baby and tries to sit on my knee as well. She thinks she's <laughs> the Pouchon. Yeah, the big lovable sods, aren't they? Oh, oh do you know, I won't be without a Ridgeback. Love them. Love them. Yeah, or oh, don't get my husband on about big dogs. <laughs> I just can't cope with getting a big dog right now. No, 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 I do love her. I do love her. If you were a dog, what breed of dog would you be? Oh, definitely a terrier. <laughs> definitely. I think I'd, I'd go down my, down my lakey route or something yeah. like back that. To, right back to the lakey. A small yeah. terrier. <laughs> Your favourite holiday destination? Oh, do you know what? I don't, I don't say that. I, I think I'd have to say Malta, family. Family place and that, so it feels like I haven't been there back for ages. So mm. yeah, seeing family in there. So I'd hope to go to New Zealand, but no, well, no, I'll, I'll say Malta. Lovely. Now, your favourite breed of dog? What would it be if you had to pick one? Ah! Oh. No, you got to say Bichon. Come on. No, I can't. I think it's a Ridgeback. Is it? It's a Ridgeback. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Definitely a Ridgeback. And close, close, um, and I know it's awful going to be safe, but it'll be then Milaki and the Magician. <laughs> <laughs> Quite far down the pecking order. I don't know who your last one was, but they obviously weren't very well behaved. <laughs> no, no, they're all of an equalness, but if I have to put them slightly in order, it'd be that there. But like I say, I think it's because I grew up with the Lakeys mm. and um, the British Bucket don't have to groom. Yeah, totally get that. I think the third place is Bichon because the boys are piddle pots. Now, what's your worst nightmare dog breed to own? Obviously, I know that we all love dogs, we love all breeds, but what could you just not live with? Um, something that lost a lot of hair, I think. So I know it's off there. I do love them and everything. Something, you double-coated German Shepherds, things like that. Yeah. Just, yeah. just the hair. The back loses enough um, and stuff, but I, I don't think I could have double coated with eating hair and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, I get it. We have enough of that at work. <laughs> it's fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me and Zoe Duffy. This podcast has been sponsored by Butternut Box, a fresh take on dog food. For 50% off your first two boxes, make sure you visit that link, butternutbox.com forward slash Verity Hardcastle. Zoe can be found on Facebook at Zoe Duffy LCGI. Also, make sure you check out her book that she's done with Joe. It's called What Every Professional Dog Groomer Should Know. Now, it's got all the information you need as you're going through your sitting gills level three examinations. 
from anal glands to coke hair, you name it, all the answers are in there. And also please try and support our groom team, the UK groom team. All their events are on their social page. They've got a feedback frenzy coming up soon. So check it out and there'll be lots of, I think workshops are coming up in the future and things like that as well, aren't they? Oh, so we've got, yeah, we've got a big live event coming up. So keep an eye on the groom team. Yeah, that'll be fabulous um, education. Website. Yeah. Yep, um, as of January, we'll be really, really pushing to send that team the world so get started yes thank you everybody for listening and please don't forget to rate subscribe and share pod on the dog and if you also write a review that would be amazing because it helps other people find this podcast that's a bye from us bye, bye.